It's Trump versus DeSantis in CPAC's annual straw poll. Former President George W. Bush donates to incumbents targeted by Trump. Plus, we'll look at a true profile in courage, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with former President Trump and CPAC, because this past weekend, Trump used the opportunity of a keynote CPAC speech to not only blast Biden and Putin, but also set the stage for a possible run for the presidency again in 2024. As you may know, one of the highlights of CPAC is their annual straw poll of presidential favorites. Last year, it was Trump over former Governor Ron DeSantis with everyone else off in the distance. This year, it was the same outcome. Here's the story. Former President Donald Trump's popularity has waned very little at the nation's most influential gathering of conservative activists. More than a year after Mr. Trump left the White House, the hallways and conference rooms at the Conservative Political Action Conference were jammed with attendees in red baseball caps, and other Trump campaign apparel. Those interviewed by the Washington Times said Mr. Trump is their pick to run for president in 2024, and they fully expect him to lead the Republican Party ticket. I know he's going to be running again, and he's going to win, said Gail Shaw, who lives in Florida. That's just the way I feel. I think a lot of people think that, and a lot of people know that. Actually, many people do feel that way. In fact, the CPAC straw poll was not even close. Trump added more points this year than he had last year. And for the second year in a row, DeSantis finished second. Here's more. Mr. Trump easily dominated the CPAC straw poll, which measured candidates who conservatives want to see at the top of the 2024 ticket. More than 2,500 CPAC attendees participated in the poll this year. Mr. Trump won a 97% approval rating from CPAC attendees and took 59% of the vote. The runner-up, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, garnered 28%. Republican pollster Jim McLaughlin, who conducted the straw poll, pointed out that Mr. Trump's numbers increased by four percentage points from last year when he won 55% of the vote in the first CPAC straw poll since his defeat in the 2020 election. Trump definitely has the popularity. The question is, does he have the desire? During his speech at CPAC, Trump may have offered a hint when talking about the 2024 elections. I stand as the only president of the 21st century on whose watch Russia did not invade another country. On November 2024, they will find out like never before. Fox News contributor Joe Concha says the writing is on the wall regarding whether Trump will run again in 2024. Although anything can happen, more and more people close to the former president are betting that Trump's name will be on the ballot. Well, I think, Carly, it's fairly certain that Donald Trump is going to run for president again uh, in 2022 after the midterms in November. He probably will make that announcement, I would imagine, early 2023. This is a potential candidate who got 74 million votes in the last election. Uh, it would be very difficult for any challenger to overcome that sort of head start. Uh, and, and look, uh, it would be quite easy uh, for Trump uh, or any 
challenger for that matter, whether it be a Ron DeSantis or, or a Tim Scott or, or anybody who decides to, to jump in to draw a contrast with President Biden. Contra is certainly right about that. Whether it's Trump or DeSantis or someone else, that challenger would be running against Joe Biden's disastrous record. Biden has failed on every single issue. And for those of you who have friends out there who say, well, it's just because the Republicans don't support him, wrong. Biden's dismal polling numbers are driven by the fact that independents have given up on him and he's losing Democrat support too. Here's more from Concha. On inflation, on gas prices, on crime, on the border, on education, on foreign policy, uh, there, there's a lot to go after the current president on right now. And President Trump, I think, uh, senses a big opportunity here to draw that contrast and again run for president and be the 47th president uh, if he were to run again. Uh, I think anybody running right now against a Joe Biden who is in the 30s uh, on, an, on overall approval and on all the things I just listed, uh, right now uh, we, we have a country uh, where something like, it was an NBC poll that came out, 22% of Americans Americans believe we are on the right track right now wow. instead of uh, the wrong track. And, and when you have those sort of numbers, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, would want the opportunity to challenge the current president. So who will it be in 2024? Trump? DeSantis? Someone else? And how will the political landscape look following the 2022 elections? Will Republicans take control of the House and Senate? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about former President George W. Bush. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, since we we're just talking about presidential politics, let's now talk about politics involving presidents. In this case, I'm talking about George W. Bush versus Donald Trump. Now we know that dislike of Trump within the Bush family is strong, but George W. Bush is also putting up money to back up those feelings. Several key Republican office holders targeted by Trump are now receiving funds from Bush. Here's the story. Former President George W. Bush donated to the primary campaigns of two Republicans being targeted by former President Donald Trump, according to recent filings with the Federal Election Commission. Mr. Bush donated to Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming and Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska during the last three months of 2021. Mr. Bush maxed out to Ms. Cheney, the daughter of his one-time Vice President Dick Cheney, with two separate donations totaling 5,800 last October. The donations came the same month that Mr. Bush held a ritzy fundraiser for Mrs. Cheney in Texas. Mr. Bush similarly donated $2,900 to Ms. Murkowski's re-election campaign. So Trump backs challengers to Murkowski and Cheney, and Bush steps up and donates to Murkowski and Cheney. But as I mentioned, this beef goes way back. Ever since Trump and Jeb Bush went at it, there has been bad blood. But here's the thing. If you believe in a conservative movement, why not support candidates who actually believe in it? Why support the establishment, which gets nothing done and actually hurts the conservative cause? Lisa Murkowski has a lifetime conservative rating from the American Conservative Union of 56.5 out of 100. Not good at all. So let's replace her. Then there's Liz Cheney, who some say is a staunch conservative, but just has this Trump derangement syndrome. Well, her lifetime ACU rating is actually 78.1. Kevin McCarthy, who will likely be the next Speaker of the House, 
but who has never been labeled as a strong conservative has a rating of 84.6, six points higher than Cheney. So in both cases, Murkowski and Cheney, we can do better. But Bush wants the status quo. Here's more. The donations are the latest signal of Mr. Bush's displeasure with the course of the GOP under Mr. Trump. Mr. Bush has publicly lambasted Mr. Trump for his America First agenda. He has also publicly stated that he did not vote for Mr. Trump in 2016 and 2020. Mr. Bush's donations helped the two lawmakers outraise their primary opponents in the last three months of 2021. Ms. Cheney pulled in nearly $2 million during the period, bringing her overall fundraising for the year to $6.5 million. She currently has more than $4.7 million cash on hand for the August primary. Similarly, Ms. Murkowski raised $1.2 million in the last three months of 2021, boosting her haul for the entire year to $5.4 million. She currently has $4.2 million on hand. Both of the leading challengers to Cheney and Murkowski sit in the $600,000 to $700,000 cash on hand range. So they both have an uphill battle. What's frustrating is that as we fight to show people that conservative principles lift people up to a better way of life and a better country, we still have to fight people within our own ranks who want to hold us back. All right, next let's talk about Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and his efforts to stand up to Putin and Russian military forces. It's just such a contrast. Over here, we see Joe Biden, who just embodies confusion, indecision, and weakness. Then you have Zelensky, who's not running or hiding. He's fighting and rallying his country. Here's comments from the former Supreme Allied Commander of NATO. President Zelensky, who I agree is emerging as an enormous example in leadership, was told the other day by a variety of people, hey, you better get out of Kyiv. You better get to Lviv in the West. What did he do? He took off his suits, put on his hunting gear, and said, I don't need a ride. I need more ammunition. That's the kind of leader you want to see, and we need to provide him the ammunition. I don't need a ride. I need more ammunition. Wow, that's just great. I love strong leadership. I'd prefer it right here in America, but I'm afraid we'll have to wait for a new president for that. This guy is standing up to Putin while Joe Biden cowers. Here's more. Yeah, he is example in leadership 101. Be out front and where you can't be physically, get your videos out there. Put on the same combat gear that your troops are wearing. Stand up for your nation. And let's face it, he's someone who's been a performer in a previous life. He's pretty good with a one-liner. He said the other day, when the Russians come for us, they will see our faces, not our backs. Awesome. It's just awesome. Real leadership. On the flip side, we have Joe Biden and his main spokesperson, Jen Psaki. Listen to this response when Fox News' Peter Ducey asked, what has the Biden administration done that has actually worked? What have you guys done throughout this slow-moving Russia crisis that has worked. What the president has done is he has built a global coalition uh, to stand up in the face of President Putin and President Putin's aggression and uh, invasion of Ukraine. Uh, what he has done is he has rallied uh, the world. He has built a global coalition. I think that means NATO, which was already there. And he has rallied the world. That's basically the same thing as she just said. In reality, 
Biden has shown weakness in a situation that demands strength. Meanwhile, Zelensky is winning the hearts and minds of the world. All right, next let's talk about liberal talk show host Bill Maher and left-wing extremist Democrat Rashida Tlaib. Now, you all know that the Democrats have gone off the deep end and independents and moderate Democrats are starting to see the light. They don't recognize this group anymore. The Democrats have become anti-police, anti-parent, anti-equal opportunity, and pro-socialist. Even Bill Maher has been calling out some of the crazy things the Democrats have been doing. But this latest example takes the cake. Seriously, the far-left radical Democrats have done some outrageous things, but this week they plan to offer a rebuttal to themselves. I've never heard of such a thing. On Tuesday, Joe Biden will give his State of the Union address. Fine. Republicans will then give a rebuttal. Why? Because that's what the opposition party does following a State of the Union address. However, this year, Rashida Tlaib will also be delivering a rebuttal. That's right. A far-left Democrat will be giving a rebuttal to Democrat Joe Biden's speech. You can't make this up. Here's the story. During a segment on his HBO real-time show, Marsh said he could not grasp why someone from the president's own party would give a counter-address. Now, I've always seen the opposition party give a rebuttal. This is from the same party. This is like sacking your own quarterback, Bill Maher said Friday. I don't know. Maybe she's going to say some nice things about Joe. But basically, it's to present. Then he tails off and asks, bad idea for the Democrats? This is amazing. The Democrats can't get out of their own way. People like Rashida Tlaib actually believe that the Democrats will attract more voters if they go even farther to the radical left. Here's more on Tlaib's speech from Politico. During her talk, Tlaib is expected to criticize some Democrats by name, and that likely means Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who oppose parts of Biden's Build Back Better legislation. Another featured boogeyman might be Representative Josh Gottheimer, who led a small group of centrist Democrats who threatened to kill the budget unless the bipartisan infrastructure legislation first passed. Biden's agenda is incomplete, said Maurice Mitchell, National Director of the Working Families Party. We're going to be clear about who and why the agenda is incomplete. There are particular political actors, of course Republicans, but then a very niche, small group of obstructionist Democrats, and we're going to name names. This should be fun to watch. The Democrats are kicking themselves when they are down. In the meantime, independents and moderate Democrats are running from the far left and Joe Biden as fast as they can. As a result, what will happen in the 2022 elections? Let me know in the comments. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.